Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Team Warden. Our mission is to honor God and deliver all His benefits. Our God is a Father. That's right. As sinabi ko last week na ang Diyos ay tunay na Ama. Kung hindi nagtatapat ang tatay mo sa biological father, but your Father in Heaven is so faithful and so perfect. So today I want to share with you a message entitled, My Dad is My Shepherd. Na-inspire ako doon sa Psalms chapter 23. Very popular verse sa Bible. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And on and on and on. Nanda doon sa Psalms 23, ang mga ang mga pagpapala ng isang sheep na kung saan God is the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And Jesus, in the New Testament, nung dumating si Jesus in John chapter 10, isinabi niya, I am the good shepherd. Ako nga pala ang good shepherd. And he says, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Diba? In John chapter 10 verse 11, he sacrifices his life. So kung ang Father natin, uh, ang, ang Father God, if, if the Lord is our shepherd, ipinakita niya sa atin kung anong dapat gawin ng isang perfect father. He's a shepherd, he's a father. So kung makikita mo ang katangian ng Diyos bilang shepherd, makikita natin kung anong dapat attitude and characteristics ng isang tatay bilang shepherd of the family. Did you know that if you're a father, you're like a shepherd of your family. Pastol, which sounds like pastor. <laughs> pastol, pa- pastor. So actually, bilang isang tatay, ikaw ang senior pastor ng iyong tahanan. You're the pastor. Mga fathers, you're a pastor of your flock. Kaya hindi ka nag sa Bible school, but you're responsible bilang shepherd of the home. So think of yourself as the one who's a shepherd. Itong definition ko of a shepherd. The shepherd is yung uh, mag-alaga. Ito yung gagawin ng shepherd. Mag-alaga to watch over, oversee, and to tend, to feed. Okay? Also, to be a companion or a close friend. Itong ibig sabihin na shepherd. Close friend. And to rule with the focus on tender care, and concern. Okay? So, ito yung uh, gagawin ng isang tatay. So, this is how God fathers me. So, ito ang gagawin. I'm gonna learn from the best father. How can I be a father? I will learn from God, my father. Okay? So, um, a shepherd takes responsibility sa kanyang uh, flock and never abandons the flock. Yan ang bad shepherd, yung shepherd na he will abandon the flock. Eh, syempre, may mga wild animals doon. Ang sheep, defenseless. Hindi naman mabilis tumakbo, walang ngipin. Hindi naman siya malakas. Ang, ang sheep talagang defenseless. And bilang children and, and a wife, it's really defenseless sa mga dangerous na bagay sa, sa mundo na ito. And the father is appointed by God na tumayo at maging shepherd sa kanyang pamilya. Ang mga fathers in the house, kapag, kapag may sinabi ko, nag-agree kayo, ang gusto kong marinig sa inyo, mm-hmm, 
Mm-mm. Yeah. Amen. Ganon. Para kung ano yung sinabi ko at naging totoo sa inyo, pag sinabi mo oo, yung katotohanan na yan ay maging iyo. Amen. So pag sinabi mo amen, ibig sabihin, inaako mo yung katotohanan na yan. And it will become yours. And it will be active in your life. Because verbally, ina-agree. Sumasangayon. Amen. Okay. Or kung, kung hindi kasanay mag-amen, just say, uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, anything. Kung ano yung uh, affirmative na answer mo. Okay, so, makikita natin sa sinabi ni Jesus in John chapter 10, which is the chapter about shepherd. And the first thing Jesus said was, Ako ang mabuting pastol. I'm a good shepherd. And in verse 27, Jesus said three things, very important sa mga tatay. He says, He says, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. Okay, tatlo. And I want to give you three letter I para matandaan natin kung ano yung mga uh, roles dyan. The first I is involvement. Ang father ay dapat maging involved sa buhay ng mga anak niya. Kaya sabi niya, my sheep hear my voice. Ibig sabihin, involved si tatay. Kinakausap ang kanyang mga kids at ang kanyang wife. My sheep, my flock. Yung mga kasama ko sa bahay, they hear me. They hear my voice. I'm talking to them about school, about girlfriends, about the budget, about everything. Kinakausap. I'm involved sa buhay nila. The second I, he says, I know them. That's intimacy. Intimacy. So, the father is intimate with his kids. Hindi yung distant, hindi yung, yung parang formal, formal lang. Hindi, the father is intimate because I know them. Ang word know sa Biblia ay very deep and very intimate. Know. It was even uh, used regarding the sexual relationship of Adam and Eve. Ganun ka intimate. He says, I know them. I know my wife. I know my children. There's an intimacy. And the third I is um, influence. He says, they follow me. They follow me. Sumusunod sila. They see my example. They're willing to follow me where I lead them. So yung father I may influence sa bahay. Ang mga anak niya na talagang kung anong sinasabi niya, they listen. Where he goes, they follow. The direction that the father will set sa kanyang pamilya, there is not rebellion, there is following. Unity. The father has influence. Amen po ba? So this is how Jesus described himself bilang mabuting pastol. And this is how a father should be following the example of a good shepherd. Okay, so I want to give you four um, roles or responsibilities na nabanggit doon sa Psalms 23. Kung basahin nyo na yung buong chapter ng Psalms 23, I'm the good shepherd. Uh, he says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Ito yung na- nabunot ko na four responsibilities or four roles na isang uh, pastol. And the first one is to guide. Gabay. The first one is guide. So, uh, Proverbs 22 verse 6 says for the men, ito, sabi niya, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not turn from it. So a father should guide his children sa tamang 
landas. And the goal, the real goal to guide your children is to transfer a relationship with God. Tinanggap ko si Jesus when I was 15 years old. And nakaroon ako uh, ng isang relationship. I had a relationship with God. Although pinanganak ako sa isang Christian family, it was just religion. Until nagpasya ako ng personally to accept Christ as my personal Savior. Okay? So if you have a relationship with God, then ang goal bilang isang parent is na yung relationship mo na yan might transfer to your children. It's not automatic. Just because religious si Lola, hindi big sabihin, ikaw din may relationship sa Diyos. It has to be transferred. It has to be um, passed on. It has to be accepted. And tatay ko, tuwang-tuwa nung tinanggap ko si Jesus. Because you cannot force it. No? Hindi mo pwedeng pilitin na yung anak mo eh, will, will receive Christ. They have to choose that. But your goal in guiding them is to point the way to Jesus and make Jesus attractive and make the gospel message clear and so to pass on, to transfer a relationship with God. And so we're going to look for, well, first of all, your influence. Okay, so the influence ng isang tatay, I will, it will determine ang kanilang pagtingin sa Diyos. It will determine the view of God. So for example, kung ano yung ugali ng tatay mo, if he's very loving, if he's very affectionate, you know, he, he will embrace his children, and kinakausap niya yung mga anak niya, then that boy or that girl, doon sila makakaroon ng pagtingin sa Diyos. Because ganun si Papa, ang aking biological father, siguro ganun din ang ama na sa langit. Kasi doon makukuha eh, yung ating concept patungkol sa Diyos. The first representation of God. Kasi ang Diyos, hindi mo makikita eh. Hindi mo siya nakikita. But you can see your father. At yung karanasan mo sa tatay, it carries over into your relationship with God. So you will, you will feel similar. Parang transfer yung concept. If your father was laging nagagalit nagwawala at wala siyang pagpipigil sa sarili, then maaring ganun ang pagtingin sa Diyos na ang Diyos ay laging nasa edge, laging magagalit. Kaya yung iba ayaw nila magsimba unless na maganda ang kanilang performance. E pag maraming kasalanan, sasabihin nila, di ako pwede magsimba. Baka maggalit ang Diyos sa akin. Kailangan kong ayusin muna yung buhay ko. Kasi mar- ang, um, ang dumi ko. Pag magsimba ako, magagalit ang Diyos. Bakit? Saan nakaroon ng ganun na concept about God? Sa tatay. Kasi very nipis ang tiyaga o ang patience ni dad. So maybe you think na ganun din si God. O kung ang tatay mo ay laging wala sa bahay, Wala siya lagi. Hindi mo, sa isang linggo, uh, ang total number of minutes na mayroon ka sa kanya is maybe five or six. Combine na lahat yan. Maybe, wala siya sa bahay. Nasa trabaho o nasa kanyang uh, work, barkada. Or what. And then, maybe, or maybe sa abroad siya, sa ibang province. 
And then maybe that would carry over din sa iyong pagtingin sa Diyos. Na ang Diyos ay malayo. Hindi available. Hindi siya accessible. Malayo siya. Ang address ni God ay 111 Langit. Nasa ibang planet siya. Hindi siya accessible. Hindi ko, pag nasa simbahan, medyo malapit na ako sa kanya, pero malayo pa rin kasi andun yung altar. Layo, layo, layo. At bawal pumasok doon. Bawal lumapit doon. Masusunog ka. And mga kapatid, listen, kung nakaroon ka ng maling concept o maling pagtingin sa Diyos, ngayong araw na ito, baguhin mo at ayusin mo, itama mo na ang pagtingin mo sa Diyos. Hindi siya katulad ng iyong tatay. God is a perfect father. Malambing. Caring. Affectionate. Hindi siya nagagalit. He will never be angry with you. Dahil si Jesus ay inako sa kanyang sariling katawan at kaluluwa ang kuot o ang parusa na dapat napunta sa atin. Wala ng double jeopardy. Wala ng second punishment pa. Jesus took our punishment. Hindi na magagalit ang Diyos sa atin. Maski may kasalanan ka man o wala. Basta nakipag-isa kay Kristo, you are safe in the Father's loving hands. Are you following me? So please, do not continue to believe a lie about God. If you had the wrong concept na siguro nagmana sa iyong karanasan sa tatay mo, ituwid mo na yun pagtingin mo sa Diyos. The Father is a guide and letter A, Look for teachable moments. Bilang tatay, kailangan natin na uh, i-maximize ang mga teachable moments. Sabi mo, teachable moments. Okay, ang teachable moments is yung parang uh, habang ordinary na happenings sa, sa bahay o sa araw mo, lalabas ang pakakatoon na you could use that example or use that happenings bilang example na para mag, magturo ng isang lesson sa anak mo. And ang teachable moments, hindi sinasadya at hindi inaasahan. It just comes up. And it's usually inconvenient. <laughs> you have to really take the time na i-grab yung opportunity, i-grab yung chance na magturo. So look always for teachable moments in the day. Okay? Halimbawa, may nabasag, hindi mo inaasahan yan. But you can use that as an example to teach about taking care, you know, whatever. Actually, bago pa lang ho dito eh. I'm a very uh, bago sa ganito, novice. But I'm practicing to use every uh, events na nangyayari sa in the course of our day na i-grab yung chance ko to teach Zion. And actually, dapat maintindihan natin, ang tatay ay primary mentor ng mga anak. The father is really the primary mentor. Now, merong place ang school, ang mga skwelahan. There's a place where churches can help, where relatives can help. Pero number one, it's the father who should teach the children. Hindi responsibility ang skwelahan. The father is actually, it's only in very recent years, mga the past few hundred years that schools became popular. Did you know that nung sinauna, 
it was not the educational system was not kagaya ng ngayon na mayroong primary school, mayroong high school, tapos mayroong uh, uh, college. Wala. Bago lang yan. In the recent history yun. Nung sinauna, before, for many, many thousands of years before, ang style ng education was the father mentors the son. Hanggang sa kaya niya. Hanggang sa maximum level ng kaalaman ng tatay. And then he brings the son doon sa isang master. And the son becomes an apprentice. And doon siya uh, papunta sa next level. And he goes to a higher level ng skills or whatever. But it, it was not originally meant that ipapasa mo yung mga anak mo sa school and then bala na ang school na magturo sa mga anak. Madalas naririnig ko sa, sa mga tatay, nanay na mga pinapadala na kanila mga anak dito sa center. Sometimes we will uh, visit them, we will visit the... the parents or the house ng mga anak, mga bata. And then, sasabihin nila, sige, uh, kunin nyo siya. Uh, punta mo dun sa Christian. Sige, puntaan mo sila sa Christian para bumait. Ang nasa isip nila is parang bahan ng church na mag-correct, na magturo sa kanila. Parang, parang bawas sa responsibility namin. Sige, church, punta kayo sa Christian para bumait kayo. Para matuto kayo. <laughs> Actually, Diba? At minsan, pag, di, pag dito sila, makikita mo talagang walang nagtuturo sa kanila. May mga kids dito, makulit, super, nagwawala, na walang discipline. And sabi namin ni Bami, we just know that they're not receiving guidance sa bahay. And that's very sad. Di ba? That's very sad. Uh, in the Bible, laging makikita mo yung si ganito o si ganyan, Worship the God of His ancestors. At ang Diyos ay Diyos ng mga generations. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Nagpass on yung relationship kay God. Dan Warden, Tim Warden, Zion Warden. Danny Balino. Adrian Balino. At yung susunod na lineage. There's a battle for the loins. There's a battle for your seed, your offspring. And you want to be sure that you pass on the proper guidance sa mga anak mo. Di po ba? Remember, I said last week, itong verse, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 7, that we should, uh, sabi ng Diyos, memorize the laws and tell them to your children and talk about it over and over again. Whether you're um, you know, walking along the road or going to bed at night, or getting up in the morning, paulit-ulit, talk about the Lord, guide them. Okay? So, letter B, letter A was, was that one, look for teachable moments. Letter B is, um, practice what you preach. Does that make sense? Practice what you preach. So, it will not transfer. Yung gusto mong ipas o gusto mong ituro sa mga anak mo, it will never transfer kung hindi mo sinasabuhay yun. Okay, mo giyosi ha. It will if you if you're teaching something pero hindi mo ginagawa kahit ilang beses ka magturo, kahit ilang beses ka magsabi, hindi ito matatransfer. So kung anong gusto mong i-transfer, kailangan na kinagawa. Are you following me? It, it, it it's just very important that the children see you na consistent sa sinasabi. Now, walang perfect father, I know that. Pero dapat makita nila na you are 
you are consistent and you really believe kung ano yung tinuturo. Listen to me, tatay, pati mga nanay, your children need to see you worshiping God. It's so important na makita kanila that you worship God. That's why uh, I just hope that you come to church as a family. Your children, your, your, your mga nephews, your grandchildren, if ever, your, your uncles and aunties, because when you worship God, makita nila, tanyan pala ang quality na buhay. If they see you worship God, pangalawa, they see you learning His Word, they see you na naka-open, nakabukas ang Biblia mo sa bahay, at meron kang journal, meron kang soap, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Nakikita ka nila na seryoso ka sa, pag, sa, sa, ara, sa pag-aaral ng Biblia. And you're learning the Word of God. And if they see you also, building the church. Alam ng mga anak muna, nagpa-pledge ka sa building fund. At nagsuserve. Mayroon kang ministry. Hindi ka consumer. Hindi ka spiritual tourist. Bahagi ka ng pamilya. Bahagi ka ng, ng leadership ng church. Ikaw ay uh, involved, active, building the kingdom of God, which is the only thing that lasts forever. See? So makita kanila na this is valuable kay Papa. Nagpa-worship. Hindi kinakahiya ang kanyang panampalataya. And he is learning God's word and building God's church. And that's the way to guide your children. Amen. That's the way. And then number letter C is to make it fun to focus on God. Sabihin mo, fun. You know, God is love. Alam na natin yun. But did you know that God is fun? Masayahin ang Diyos. Hindi siya KJ, hindi siya boring. Ang Diyos ay pleasure. You know, it, it, it says that in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy and there are pleasures. It's pleasurable. It's fun. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17 says, How happy He is with you. Masaya ang Diyos about you. He will laugh. Did you know that natatawa si God? It says here, He will laugh and be happy about you. God wins victory after victory and is always with you. He celebrates and sings because of you. And He will refresh your life with His love. Did you know that God is happy about you? Natutuwa siya sa iyo. So make it fun. Make God the center of your family bonding. Make, make the Lord, you know, it's so fun na sabay-sabay nag-church. Kami, actually, I had the blessing na lumaki ako sa isang pamilya na we were all churchgoers. We were a Christian family. So, naawa ako sa mga pamilya na pag Sunday, kanyang-kanyang church. Yung iba dyan, sa Baptist, yung iba dyan, Catholic, Mormon, Pentecost, or kung sa kalat. Naawa ako kasi there's a great blessing that that family is missing out. It's so much fun when sabay-sabay nag-worship. And there's a, a bonding and God is at the center and the family is together. You know, when we grew up, 
sa, sa church namin. Of course, our church is not the perfect church. I still remember as a young teenager, mas gusto ko yung ibang church. Kasi andun yung mga kaibigan, mas marami silang kabataan doon. At mas maganda pa ang music. At mas, ma, basta, mas, you know, mas maganda ang mga babae doon. Let's be honest, mas maganda ang mga Mas maganda ang mga babae doon. Kaya gusto kong mag-attend sa ibang church, pero my father just insisted that let's go to the same church. And anyway, ganito. And I'm so glad I did. Because in our Sunday morning, family, sabay-sabay, andun kami sa isang section. Lahat, warden, 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 warden. Puro wardens, or yung yung maiden name ng mother ko, Macam. So Macam, Macam, warden, warden, Macam. Ang dami namin. And then, pag, uh, you know, kasi apat kami makapatid na lalaki, isang babae, so most of the time, we have a girlfriend with us. Kasama sa pamilya din yung mga girlfriend namin. Okay? Just like somebody here also. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> Pero ganun, yan. And it was so great. It was so fun. Naadyadyan yung, yung lahat kami doon, sitting together, bonding, after church, labas kami, kain sa McDo, ganyan. And that was a part of our family fun. God at the center of the family. That's how my father guided us to the Lord. I just pray for you, for your family, that someday, soon, sabay-sabay, boom familia, sitting together, worshiping God together. We have to bring more chairs just for your family. Sadamin pinsan, uncle, pamangkin, lahat. And it's so great. It's positive. Keeping God at the center is, is positive, uplifting. Hindi ito religious boring. Make it fun to focus on God. Kami, with Bambi, we make, and Zion, we make some fun out of uh, reading yung mga Bible story books or whatever. We just have to make it fun. Children don't like na boring, di ba? Children want it fun. So you have to make it fun. So first thing, a responsibility ng isang shepherd is what? Guide. Guide, guide. Pangalawa, provide. Sounds like guide, but provide. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. Sabihin mo, work. Sabihin mo, work. Work it and keep it. So work was assigned by God sa lalaki, to the man. It says God took the man and assigned him a work to do. So it was always God's will. Kalooban ng Diyos, ang lalaki ay magtrabaho. The wife should not have to worry about financial pressures. Okay? Kasi kanyang-kanyang design. Eh. Dinesign ni God ang lalaki na kayang i-handle ng ganitong klaseng kahirapan. A, a man can handle more, more sweat, more physical labor, di ba? Ang design ng babae, iba. Mas uh, sensitive ang katawan ng babae. Mas, mas uh, vulnerable. Ang lalaki, God designed a man na kayang-kayang i-handle ng pressure to find money. Hanap buhay. Hindi ito kalaoban ng Diyos na for the woman. Na she should be the one na mag-iisip na where can we eat for tomorrow? Anong pakain natin? Anong pera natin? Now, I know many families ay dalawang nagtatrabaho. And it's good if you have uh, if you're, kung si misis ay nagtatrabaho din, pang dagdag sa, sa budget, okay yun, walang problema yan. But, it's primarily the responsibility of the man. 
to provide. Ah, walang naga-amen. Pero ay, ayaw kong ma... It's, hindi kalaoban ng Diyos na yung babae, ando doon siya, naglalaba, kung anong pagplansyala, yung lalaki, nakaupo, nanonood ng TV. Ano ba yun? That's not, that's not God's plan. Ang mga babae, kayang-kaya mag-handle ng pressure na sigaw ng baby, yung lagnat ng baby, mga iba pang domestic na trials. But that's the design of God for the woman. The design of God for a man is to yung capacity niya to handle pressure is, is better, is higher. And that's God's plan for a man. To work. To work with your two hands. And God has a purpose kung bakit binigay yung responsibility na mag-provide sa lalaki. Anong purpose ng Diyos kung bakit sa lalaki napunta yung role na yan? Kasi kung sinong nagdadala ng pera, kung sinong kumikita, kung sinong nag-i-input ng finances sa bahay, siya ang may dala ng influence. Diba? Siya ang parang head or leader ng pamilya. Kung ang budget sa bahay niyo ay galing sa ibang tao, hindi galing sa lalaki, kahit sinasabi mo, ako ang head of the family, ako ang head of the family, ang tunay na leader ay kung sino nagbibigay ng pera. Siya ang may influence. Siya ang pwede magsabi na ganito ang course ni, ni, ni ganito. Ganito ang course ng kukunin mo. Ganito ang gagawin natin. Pwedeng bumili ng ganito. Kung sino nagbibigay ng pera, siya ang may sabi. <laughs> so God wants the man, hello men, God wants the man of the house to have the influence, to have the responsibility. And that's why napunta sa lalaki ang role, like a shepherd, to provide. And maggalak ka kung meron kang alternative income, maggalak ka kung you're blessed in other ways, but still, a man should work and provide for his family. That's just God's will. Now here's three things, three things that I want to share with you, secrets, na you will never be poor if you do these three things. Gusto mong malaman yun? To alleviate, pa- maraming maraming talks na ngayon about alleviating poverty. I want to alleviate poverty in this church and in your lives. If you do these three things, you'll never be poor. Number one is work hard. Kaya niyo yan, mga lalaki? This is laban sa katamaran. This is a willingness to work hard. It means pumasok ka kahit hindi mo feel kahit hindi mo gusto. It means you work kahit hindi yan ang best na job. Kahit mababa ang sweldo for this time. Kahit hindi yan ang pinag-aralan mo. But you have a job and you're working hard. And nagiging asset ka. Nagiging con- you're a contributor sa company. And the managers, minsan kasi nag apply sa trabaho. Sasabihin ng manager sa applicant. Uh, bakit dapat kami magbibigay ng trabaho nito, ng position nito sa inyo? Sasabihin ng applicant, kasi po, talagang gipit kami, kailangan talaga ng trabaho. Eh, sa perspective ng manager, wala siyang kinalaman doon sa problema mo. Hello, I'm just telling you sa reality. Hindi ka makakaroon ng trabaho kasi kailangan mo ng trabaho. Makakaroon ka ng trabaho kasi meron kang asset na i-contribute mo sa company. You're working hard. You're reliable. Dependable, on time. May malasakit sa profits ng company. 
I'm just telling you, you have to work hard in this life. Yan ang kalaoban ng Diyos sa lalaki. And that's how to be a champion. Pag uwi ka sa bahay, may dala ng sahod, your wife and mga babae, you should celebrate. You should praise your husband. Good job! You're a champion! Hindi yung, yun lang? Kanun lang? Hindi ganun. You know, you celebrate. Kung anong dala niya, you celebrate and praise him. You're a champion. Because a man who is praised and honored will go higher. Paunti-unti, kung consistently you praise him, you honor him, he will go higher. Men rise up and men are very responsive to honor. Hello? Mga babae, you do that. Teach your children to honor their father. Laging sinasabi ni Bambi, kay Zion, kung gano'ng kagaling ako. Ewan ko kung totoo, but she's making... She would always teach Zion to, to honor me. Magaling si, si Abba. Si Abba da Abba ang tao sa akin. Magaling si Abba. He's a champion. So, work hard. Let her be. You ready? Yes. Tithe to God. Tithe to God. You know what is tithe? The word tithe means one-tenth. Point one. And this is not just about religion or just about church. Listen, nung nakasala si Adam in the beginning, hindi sinumpong ang Diyos ang tao na si Adam. Ang sumpa na punta sa lupa. Hindi kay Adam. Because God loves His children. He's so merciful. God cursed the ground, not the man. And ever since, there is a curse on our financial world. The e- economy all over the world. San ka pupunta? There's fighting, away, mayroong lying and cheating and stealing para lang kumita, para lang makumita ng finances. Finances is the subject of fighting sa mag-asawa. Friends could part ways because of a financial disagreement. Diba? Churches could split. Clubs and organizations could have scandals. Even countries go to war mostly because of financial issues. So, tandaan mo, the curse is on the financial sistema ng world na ito. God does not curse you if you do not tithe. Did you hear me? God does not curse you kung hindi ka nagbibigay sa Kanya. The curse is already there on the world. But when we bring the tithe to God, we come under a protection like an umbrella. We come under a kind of a protection from the curse that is already existing. Do you see? The curse is already on the, the world. I mean, mabagal pumasok ang pera, ang bilis lumabas. Anybody know that? Yeah. Huh? You have the same problem? Ang hirap kumita, ang bilis lumabas ang pera. Mabilis mawala. And you don't even know, saan napunta yung pera? That's the curse of the financial world. And God wants to redeem you from that. Kaya sinasabi ko lagi at uulitin ko ngayon, mas, mas powerful, mas higit, mas makaya ang 90% ng sweldo mo 
na mayroong pagpapala ng Diyos kaysa yung 100% na hands off si God. And bala ka na sa sumpong na, sa, sa curse ng financial world. So if you tithe to God, the Bible says you test the Lord. If you bring the tithes, you will see open heaven. And the blessings will pour into your lap. I'm just telling you. And the Bible is very clear that a person na hindi nag-tithes, para siyang magnanakaw eh. God will not curse you. But God will protect you if you follow His system and come under His protection. Okay, so work hard, tie to God, and the third thing is spend wisely. This is, is this good teaching for the men? Hopefully for everyone. Mga, mga binata, someday, makakaroon kayo ng family. And this is, I hope you remember this. Sana itago mo yung mga notes mo. And when you get married, you start studying this again. But spend wisely. May isang lalaki na ang, kit, ang sweldo niya, 3,500. Nakabili siya ng cellphone worth more than 3,500. Wise ba yun? Why? Hulukan pa. May interest pa. May patong yan. Bakit? Eh, sahod niya for one month, 3,500. Nakabili siya ng cellphone because siguro gusto niya. Kinu-compare niya kung anong meron siya Mayroon dito, may nag-alok, mga friends niya, mayroon ganun na cellphone. So, bumili siya. That's foolish. It's just foolish. Maski na, work hard ka, maski na, nag-tithe ka sa Diyos, if you foolishly spend your money, you do not uh, manage well, you will never get ahead. You will be in debt and in poverty. Itong mga sinasabi ko sa itong tatlo, kailangan lahat eh. Hindi pwedeng two out of three. Are you following me? You gotta work hard, you gotta tie it to God, and you got to spend wisely. Wisely is that yung spending mo is less than yung earnings mo. We have to cut this uh, habit na hand to mouth. Kita ng 5,000, spend ng 5,000. No. Kita ng 5,000, take 10% and put it aside. Take a 20% and save it. Especially kung ang trabaho mo ay seasonal. Sa tag-ulan, wala ka ng hanap buhay, you should have savings. Alam niyo ibig sabihin, ang, ang trabaho mo, seasonal. Fisherman ka man, or whatever, nagtitinda ng something. If, it, if, if, you have to be wise. A good steward, a good manager. And if you do those three things, you will never be poor. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8 says, If anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Grabe, no? Sabi niya, pag hindi ka nagpo-provide, parang hindi ka believer. Hindi ka ayon sa panampalataya ng, na, ng Diyos. And it says in Proverbs 13, 22, a good man or a good father leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Okay? Please, ma, mga ama, listen. Huwag mong asahan na ang anak mo ang retirement policy mo. Don't put that burden on your children na ang inaasahan mo is sila ang mag, magsusupport sa'yo pag matanda ka na. I just believe that's backwards. 
If your children ay uh, naging professional and they help you, good. But don't put that burden or that pressure on them. You owe me. Ako naglabas ng pera para sa education mo. You owe me. Pag matanda na ako, you have to support me. Please don't do that. Baliktad yun eh. Ang responsibility is the shepherd to the sheep. Not the sheep to the shepherd. Now, mga parents ko, sa totoo lang, wala silang mana sa amin. But, they're working hard even at 75 years old. Magsa 75 na ang parents ko. Dalawa sila nagtatrabaho. So that, they can provide for themselves. And they're still generous and they still tithe. And I'm expecting that I am going to also support Zion. And I don't expect that he will be my retirement uh, income. Dapat mayroon akong pamana sa kanya. And I think that's good. No? Sabi niya, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and is even abot pa sa mga apo. Are you, is that a bagong concept ba sa inyo yan? Kasi ang uso ngayon is, dapat nursing, oh, dapat ganito ang kunin mo para mayaman ka at ikaw ang magsusupport sa amin. Mga kapatid, that's backwards eh. Baliktad yung ganun na pag-iisip. Mahal ni pa rin ako. I'm just speaking the truth, no? In love, no? And one thing more, habang finances ang ang uh, pinag-usapan, mga lalaki, maraming magsasabi sa akin, nagsasabi na, hindi muna ako mag-asawa. Dahil, kailangan kong maging stable muna. Kailangan kong stable na yung trabaho ko at ma-establish na yung financial, uh, ano ko. E yun ang, kung yan ang dahilan kung bakit hindi ka nag-asawa, Maybe you're gonna wait for so long and maybe you'll never get married. Sa totoo lang, takot yan eh. Alam ko kasi ganun din ako dati. Takot lang yan eh. You're afraid na you cannot earn money. You're afraid hindi mo kayang isupport na yung family mo. And this is the key that I hope will set you free. Ang tunay na provider mo ay si God. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, your provider. Ikaw bilang husband or bilang, bilang father, yes, you will be the, the, the sub-provider ng family mo. But actually, you're not the real provider. Your provider is God. God provides for you. If you work hard, tie to God, and spend wisely. So, hindi mo kailangan maghintay until now. Hindi mo kailangan antayan na yung you, you have a house, you have a car, you have established na. Hindi mo kailangan yun. Mag-asawa ka na. If you meet a Christian woman, ano? Where's the mga binata dito? If you meet a Christian woman and go for it. Court her. Win her heart. Win the blessing of your parents and her parents and your pastor <laughs> and get married and have a family and don't be so afraid are you are you with me
You're not with me. Okay. Naintindihan ko kayo mga singles, ha? Kasi ganun din ako noon. But, I'm telling you, it's a sign of maturity when you trust that God is your provider. Okay? And you don't have to start on the highest level. You can start where you are. And God will provide for you at, at the level that you can be faithful. And if you're a wife or if a man courts you and marries you, wag galante. Just be content. No? Okay, mga lalaki, taga SFCC, mga pastors, mga shepherds of the home. Amen? Amen. May mga man dyan. Mga man. Alright. So, guide, provide. Number three, protect. Ang lalaki ay dapat protector. Build a fortress. Be, make your house secured. Ikaw ang taga-lock ng deadbolt sa pintuan. Taga-sara ng mga pin- bintana. And make your home secured and protected sa mga intruders, sa mga magnanakaw, sa mga floods. <laughs> okay? Sa mga tulo. I know it's hard, but this time of the year, talagang a man has to really work and repair the bubungan, you know? And we have to do things and, and repair and protect the house from flood, protect the house from uh, damage. And so, ang lalaki dapat man enough na to sacrifice his life kahit may dangers, di ba? Pag may, may gulo sa labas or may uh, magnanakaw na gustong pumasok sa bahay niyo, may ganun na ingay sa pintuan, Huwag mo sabihin, honey, honey, punta ka doon, punta ka doon. Silip ka kung sino yan, natatakot ako. E di si misis ang pupunta. That's not the, kwan eh, hindi tama yun. Ang lalaki, dapat papunta doon. Sino yan? Diba? Kahit maliit ang katawan. Pwedeng palalim ang boses. Sino yan? May barrel kami dito. Yan water pistol na ngay. Pero, the, the father has to stand up and willing na lumaban. Willing na mag-sacrifice ang katawan niya lahat to protect his family. Just like the shepherd, di ba? Sabi ni David, King David, bago siya naging hari, siya ay shepherd. Sabi, I fought a bear and a lion to protect the sheep and I killed them. Ganun ang shepherd. Talagang handa na lumaban for the safety of his sheep. Now, how about this? Is there, may iba-ibang klaseng saktan? Okay, there's physical hurt. May mga floods, may mga iba pang disasters na maaring pumasok sa, sa bahay natin, fire, or whatever, no? But there is also a kind of hurt na hindi natin nakikita, and that is a damage or a danger emotionally. Kadalasan, we can recover sa mga physical harm. But the emotional harm na maaring mapapasa atin o sa asawa, sa mga anak mo, mahirap mag-recover doon. So, how about as a father, you are the protector of the emotions of your wife. You have to protect your children's psychological well-being. How are they how are they feeling? And if anything from outside or even sa sarili mo nag-inflict ng harm sa family mo, you have to be willing na gawin whatever it takes to protect your family and their emotions. 
At higit doon yung spiritual protection. Because we are in a spiritual war. And so, a father has to protect the boundaries of his home na hindi makakapasok kahit anumang spiritual na, na basura. Sa television pa lang, minsan, naka, nakapasok ang spiritual garbage. Minsan, bumisita ako sa isang, sa bahay ng isang pastor. Pastor yan, ha? Pasok ko dun, dun sa kanilang sala, merong yung poster, ng malaking poster na tanduay, na merong babae dun, naka half bikini. Sabi ko, ano ba to? Sabi ko, Sabi ko, hindi mo inisip kung ano yung feeling ng asawa mo pag nakakita siya ng ganun? That's dishonoring to your wife. Yeah. Sino naglagay nun? I'm sure hindi si misis ang naglagay dun. Diba? Well, that's mali yun. And then, anong message? Anong pumapasok sa spirit ng mga anak mo. Are you following me? A, a man has got to, to, to filter, to, to shield and, and, and block, block out yung mga negative, lustful, uh, horror, violent na influences sa mga anak. Mga bata kasi walang filter. Eh. Hindi pa na-develop yung kanilang mental filters that they could say, this is wrong, this is right, tanggapin ko ito, itatabi ko yan. So, nung sa amin, bata pa ako, bawal na manood ng rated R movies. And I'm thankful na. Noon, gusto ko kasi may mga Bruce Lee, uh, rated R din, yung mga iba pa. At gusto ko manood, pero bawal sa amin ng rated R movies kasi may mga bastos, bad language, uh, violent or horror. Imagine, papalabas ka ng horror DVD sa bahay niyo before going to bed. Come on, that's a spiritual garbage. And you have to be a man to block and filter and protect your home, not just from physical dangers, but from spiritual dangers. Be wise enough na makita na there are spiritual dangers around. And ito, uh, nakakasingit yung mga yan sa, sa mental and emotional uh, soul. Okay, so that's the thing. It says in Proverbs chapter 14, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence, and his children will have a refuge. Amen. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Guard yourselves and God's people. O yung anak mo, guard them. And feed and shepherd God's flock. Okay? Kaya guard and protect. Kung si misis ay sasabihin mo, selosa si misis. No, hindi siya selosa. Takot siya. Because you're not protecting her emotions. You have to protect her and assure her that she is safe from adultery, from living. So this is a strong challenge sa mga lalaki. Okay, and I want you to watch a movie. Uh, not a movie. I want you to watch this short uh, clip about fad, uh, some interview. Kasi in-interview namin ng mga bata, how did they... Uh, experience their father. Did they feel safe? Okay, so watch this clip. Meron kaso hindi ko siya naging close. Kaya kahit wala siya, hindi ko siya inaanap. Nasanay ako. Uh, naging bad example siya sa akin. Every time na may nakikita akong mga magkakasakit,
kasamang pamilya. I feel ko yung insecurity, tapos I feel ko rin yung inggit sa puso ko. Tapos nandun din yung galit na kung bakit uh, hindi na-fulfill ng ama ko yung responsibilidad niya sa akin. Nung bata pa kami, ikaw, wala, hindi namin na siya nakita. Sana wala na lang akong ama kung iwan din naman kami. Tapos nung lumaki kami, nung pumunta kami din sa Manila, Nakita ko siya, tapos hindi kami pinansin. Yung karanasan ko sa kanya ate, yung ano, gusto ko siyang yakapin pero ayaw niya. Yung gusto ko magpabili ng gamit ko sa kanya, ayaw niya. Yung isa niyang anak yung gusto niya. Kaya nung sabi ko, sana, di na lang namin siya naging papa. Di naman niya kami love eh. Can you imagine na at that age, the kind of insecurity they feel? A father has to be a protector in all ways, a shepherd of the home. Okay? And number three is to correct. Ay, number four. Ay, number four is to correct. Okay? So, correct. Sabi mo, correct? Hindi ko sinabing punish. And I'll explain to you why. Punishment is... Yung parang kapantay sa ginawa mo. Okay? Ginawa ka ng masama, I'm going to punish you. Kung ano yung level ng crime mo, merong counterpart na parusa. And if we punish, it will teach children a false gospel. Makakaroon sila ng maling understanding patungkol sa biyaya ng Diyos. Because ang katotohanan, ang katotohanan ay si Jesus ay naging kapalit so that our punishment ay napunta sa Kanya. See? So, we get to be saved and redeemed from the punishment na we deserve. And actually, we need to recognize, letter A, that correction is not Rejection. Minsan kasi, ang dating ng papa sa anak niya, sa pag-discipline, na mamamalo or what, then ang dating sa anak is, hindi mo ako mahal. Nini-reject mo ako. And so we have to be sure, very, very careful sa discipline, na you don't, may pagkasabi sa states, don't throw the baby out along with the bathwater. Diba yung bathwater, yung tubig na, kung saan siya naligo, naging marumi na. Di ba? Marumi na. So, itatapon na yung dirty bathwater. Huwag mong isama yung bata doon sa, sa bathwater na itatapon. Ibig sabihin, dapat ihiwalay ang gawa sa tao. Kailangan na, I don't accept yung ginagawa mo, but I accept you. Ang tatay ko, pag inispank niya ako, laging may kasamang I love you. Laging may kasamang yakap. And never na dinisiplin niya ako, naggalit siya. And I think that's good. I, of course, I don't like it, but I received yung discipline niya sa akin, and I never got emotionally hurt sa papa ko. Of course, it hurts sa puwet. Pero hindi ako nasugatan sa damdamin. Because my father always told me, I love and accept you. Pero hindi ko tinatanggap yung ginawa mo. At doon nag-correct, pero hindi reject. Are you following me? 
So that's how God does to us. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, the Lord disciplines everyone He loves. And everyone He accepts as His child. Proverbs 22, verse 15, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So, dapat may, uh, be careful, mga fathers and even mothers, do not associate love and acceptance with performance. Kumbaga, okay, I love you, tinatanggap kita kasi magaling ka sa school. Magal, magtaas ang grades mo, kaya we love you. Or, we love you because you sumusunod ka sa mga utos namin. Okay, be sure, do not link, kung i-associate ang pagtanggap mo sa tao, sa tao, sa bata, with his behavior or performance. Okay? Love and acceptance should always be based on relationship. Tinatanggap ko si Zion, bakit? Kasi sa pagkapogi niya, o sa good deeds niya, o sa performance niya, hindi. Tinatanggap ko si Zion because, only because, he is related to me. Siya ang aking offspring. I was, he was born to us, ni Bambi. And dahil mahal ko si Bambi, then nakaroon kami ng anak. And I accept him kahit anong performance niya. Are you following me? You love and accept your children, hindi related sa kanilang performance. Kung mataas ang grades, magaling sila sa sports, sa music, or any other factors. So always make sure na yung correction is not rejecting sa tao. You, does that help for parenting? And then letter B, Jan, is that the, and just write this down, i-explain ko ng konti, na redemption or, or redemptive, not punitive. So ang, ang correction is redemptive, not punitive. Okay, now explain ko. Yung redemption is magtubos, di ba? Magtubos, na, to, to bring back to the right way. Okay? And punitive, from there comes the root word, uh, the same root word, punish, parusa. So ang purpose, ang layunin ng, ng correction sa, sa family is not for punishment, para hindi, para gumanti ka. No? It's just so that there is a redeem, para redeem, to, to bring back, mananubos, to bring back to the right way. Yan ang go. And that's the way God treats us. Ang, ang discipline ng Panginoon sa kanyang mga anak, if you ever got disciplined by the Lord, it's because He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not uh, getting even. And He's not punishing you to pay for your sins. He already punished Jesus. Hello. God already punished Jesus for you. So, ang punishment na napunta na kay Jesus, it will never come to you. The discipline is to redeem you, to correct, to bring you in the right way. And the discipline of the Lord is always merciful. It's always with love. And uh, now some of us dito, and I'm sure that there in this crowd, uh, there are many who have never been fathered properly. Maaring your father was not a good shepherd to you. 
Maybe your father was not around. And dahil doon, ang mga boys, lumaki na hindi nila alam what does it mean to be a man. Ang mga babae, lumaki na hindi nila alam yung kanilang worth as a woman. The good news, mga kapatid, you can be restored because you have a heavenly father. At kung ikaw bilang tatay, hindi ka naging good shepherd to your kids, God forgives you. Your heavenly father forgives you and restores you. At siya kayang magbigay sa'yo ng panibagong history. He will rewrite your history and put righteousness all over your track record. Yan ang miracle ng salvation. He doesn't just take away your sins. He gives you the gift of righteousness. And you can become, even today, a righteous father, a good shepherd, the pastor of your household. Because God is your Father. And He makes everything right. He guides us. He provides for us. He protects us. And He corrects. Can you say that with me? Guide, provide, protect, correct. Dalawa pang basis. Guide, provide, protect, correct. Guide, provide, protect, correct. I'm asking any man who is willing who is courageous to rise up and answer the call of God to be there for your wife and for your children to be involved sa life nila not just to agree mentally but na talagang buhay and make it a part of your life he says you don't have to ask Kung sino ang magtuturo sa mga anak ko about God, I will. Who will provide? I will. Sabi niya, you don't have to ask who will take the leadership in our family. I will. I will. I will. I will. And that's a real man. That's a real macho, God-fearing man. And on September 16th, the date is tentative, but we're planning for September 16th, makakaroon tayo ng isang Men of Covenant Ceremony. Gaganapin doon sa Philippine Navy at the mezzanine near the beach. And it's a very formal. So ang dress is formal. Barong Tagalog o long sleeve polo. So it's a formal event. Na kung saan mayroong signature. May pipirmahan doon. A certificate with a frame na pwede mong ilagay sa bahay. And in that certificate, it declares that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a declaration. It's an induction. It's a covenant. It's a signing with witnesses. And we've never done this before. But it's high time that we change the culture of our bayan and have men to say, I will be a courageous husband and a courageous father. Sa mga binata, sasabihin na, I will be a faithful husband someday. I will be a courageous father someday. So this is for men, ages 17 pataas. Mayroong version para sa mga wala pang asawa. 
Pero wag mong gawin ito kung hindi mo seryoso. This is just for the few. Parang sa, mil- sa Marines, ang sabi nila, a few good men. This is for a few good men. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to make a decision. Maaaring pong pumikit tayong lahat right now. And let's go to the Lord, our Father, and pray this time. Salamat o Diyos sa kabutihan mo bilang Father. Lord, thank you that you're fathering us can wash away all the mistakes of our biological fathers. At lahat ng mga pagkukulang nila sa amin, you will replace it. And you will restore our hearts. You will, kagaya ng sinabi mo sa Malachi, you will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And the hearts of the children, you will restore to their fathers. And in 2 Corinthians 6.18, you said, I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. Panginoon, tinatanggap namin, tinatanggap na kita as our father. We just receive you, we receive your shepherding, that you are a God that guides and provides and protects and corrects. Gawin mo po kami ng ganyan din as as imperfect fathers. Give us, Lord, the grace to become a courageous father, a courageous husband. I pray for the men in this church. If you're a man here right now, if you're a father, and you want to receive this blessing, would you just raise your hand? Lahat na mga fathers that would like to be prayed for right now. Just raise your hand. Tayo ka na lang. Tayo na lang. Mga fathers, yes. If you have a child... Any father, would you just be courageous enough to make a stand? Father God, I just pray for these men, these men of God. And Lord, none of us are perfect, but we have a perfect father. So we can become a righteous father. I just pray for the grace. Lord, I pray for the the grace that you have given us as our heavenly father. Uh, let it flow through us so that we can restore and heal and guide and provide and protect and correct our children and our families. Just pray, Lord, that you cause us to become mentors of other fathers younger than us. Help us, Lord, to pass on our faith, to transfer the relationship with God that we have sa mga iba. Help us to be a good example. Help us to set the pace of a proud Filipino husband and father like we should be, that we could honor you and deliver your benefits. Thank you, Lord, for all of the women, all the mothers, all the teenagers. I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to be restored to our fathers, to forgive our fathers, and to receive fathering from you. We love you, Lord. And if there's anyone here na hindi pa nakatanggap kay Jesus, if you need to receive Jesus Christ, the only way to the Father, sabi ni Jesus, he says, Ako ang daan, ang katotohanan at ang buhay. Walang makakaabot sa Ama, kundi sa pamamagitan ko. Jesus is the only way you can be restored to the Father. The relationship with your Heavenly Father is always through Jesus. So just put your hand on your heart and just say this prayer. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. 
come into my life. Wash away my sin. Dahil sa ginawa mo sa cross, I receive ang iyong kaligtasan and the gift of righteousness. Amen and amen. Alright, God bless you. My dad is my shepherd and you are a shepherd as well to your family. God is a good shepherd. God loves you. God has restored you. So go out. Go love your family. Make it fun to focus on God. Make God the center of your family. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's teaching from Tim Warden. For more life-changing audio and video teaching resources, call the San Fernando Christian Community at area code 072-700-2700 or browse www.christian.com.ph. If you are in the La Union area, visit us along Ortega Highway, Santiago Norte, San Fernando City.